This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to She Podcast. Here are your sexy and beautiful hosts, Jess and Elsie. Hi, Jess. Hi, Elsie. Oh, gosh, you sound like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, hey, it's so funny. What's up? From the, <laughs> from the conversation that we were just having, it's like all of a sudden, hi, little meek. Hi. hi. Hello. Hello. I do a, um, you know, do we ever talk about impressions on here? You, we, we did last, last show. No, we did not talk about who, oh, what impressions. Oh, we, well, we No, not about- those impressions. <laughs> I mean, celebrity impressions. <laughs> yeah, you have one track mind. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you All meant. about the Benjamins lately, Elsie. I'm just kidding. It's the opposite of that. That's why it's funny. Um, do you do any celebrity impressions? No, I don't. None. Nothing. None. Zero. Have you ever even tried? I don't think I have. I do. I sometimes can do Christopher Walken. Oh, can you? Bizarre. Yeah. Oh and then... Um, and then I represent the Lollipop Guild. That's my only other one. Oh my gosh. See, no, I haven't Follow done the that. Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> I don't know why. That's the only one. I think that I, that I have done that before, but I, I don't think. You can do that one? You could probably do that one. Oh yeah, but I, right now I'm in no state to do that at this no, moment. I know, you know, I know. Um, but. That's okay. We can talk about it another time. Yeah, but you know what I was thinking about? I was, when you were saying impressions, I think people who have told me that I sound a specific way, usually like a Muppet or some kind of cartoon character That's- because of something that I've done. I've d- I haven't done it on purpose, though. So, no. You know. It's very Muppet-like. <laughs> but, um... Oh, God. I was just okay, I'm not going to do my Christopher Walken now. But if not- anyone has... Yeah, no, not right now. But because I don't want to be first, so if you guys are listening, if you any of you do impressions, leave them on Speakpipe. We'll <gasps> yes, be- please. That would be such a fun Speakpipe thing. Leave yeah. us our impressions. Why, I mean, Christopher Walken, of all the celebrities out there, is because he the only everybody- one I'm able to? Well, because that's everybody does him. He, I guess, it seems like he's he's so doable. My husband does. Um, uh, he does uh, Sean Connery, and it's really oh, good. Does he? Yeah. Oh my god! But he'll, but he'll just start talking like like he doesn't say things Sean Connery would say. He'll go like pretty money penny or whatever. But oh, like, yeah. but yeah, but he just will start going. First, you take the steak. Oh, <laughs> you wrap it with bacon. <laughs> it's really funny. Or he'll talk like actually. I don't know if this is actually um, ethnically uh, incorrect, but he does Abu also, which is not all Indians. But this, you know, but Abu is specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That specific one. Sentence. Yeah. Well, no, that's not. Yeah, that's great. He can totally do that. I don't know. I don't do very specific people. I just do when I read stories to my girls. I, you know, I make voices for every single character that comes up. And yes, I'm so serious about that. Like, if I mess it up, I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, no. That was a dad. Hello. Says the dad. You know? <laughs> Hello. 
I'm the big bear. I am the little bear. Yeah, I totally totally do that. Every mom should do that. Shame on you if you're not doing it. So I love to do that. It makes me so happy. And then there's certain books that I love to read, like The Balloon Farm. I love to read that book, like as a, like behind, you know, as just as a reader of that book. I love to read that book. It's so fun. That's so funny. No, I mean, the ones that my mom read to me that like, or the ones that I read to them, like, they're not... I don't know the balloon farm, but like the one my mom used to do the best voices was for one called Old Man Wicked's Donkey. Like no one knows it, I doubt. Right? No, I never heard of it. No, it's anyway. I'll give you, I'll give you the link. But like it was hilarious because the donkey started riding the old man. Anyway, I used to think it was so funny, <laughs> but no one's ever heard of it. Oh wait, if I, but I can Google Old Man Wicked and it shows right now. How funny! Yeah, you have to send that to. Of course, we're going to have to put these in the show notes so that you can read them to your kids. <laughs> Yeah, because we are way off subject now. Yes, yep, we are it is. way off it subject. Is. The show notes because it was published in seventy five, which is when I was born. That's probably why. Oh, cool! All right, I'll put it in the show notes for you. I'll see in case anyone gives a rat's ass about what I was read to as a kid. Yes. Here you go. I know. <laughs> Old man wicked donkey. Here's. <laughs> it looks like the guy from um, Schoolhouse Rock drew it. <laughs> Schoolhouse 75. Rock is rad. I know, of course. Oh, so rad. When I'm living on Capitol Hill. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Okay, okay. We have so, so much to cover. That's we probably do. why we're procrastinating. We are procrastinating. But let me just start off really, really quick with a little bit of news. And this is kind of a little bit Libsyn-centric, but I think that it's going to also affect a lot of you guys. So Libsyn, the company that I work for, FYI, uh, has just released a, a WordPress plugin. So that's cool. <laughs> it so, is. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's very, very simple. It's a very, very simple plugin. It's there's nothing fancy about it whatsoever, but uh, what's very, very neat is that now you can just, uh, well, it's on, it's in beta right now, so you really can't get it just yet, but in case you want to test it out, you're welcome to, you know, write, uh, I'll, I'll leave that email in the show notes so that if you guys really want to do it, you will see that because, um, you know, not so that everybody does it. So, <laughs> but you just download the plugin, you, you know, you install it like you would any other plugin. And what's really neat is that you do all the publishing now from within WordPress. So you can upload to oh Libsyn. Oh my God, from are you serious? Yeah, and it's really neat. And get this, this is a fun part about it. Don't tell me the stats are in WordPress because I'll just lose my mind. No, no, but that's a really great, oh wow, no. Yeah, it does, that, that does not happen. But okay. Never mind. what's really neat is that you can, when you upload the file, like you, you, you basically would just do it the way that you would if you're uploading a file to WordPress itself. You know how you would pick whatever media you want it but what's neat is that it does not in any way touch your website it mm-hmm. automatically just goes into libsyn like there is no like it doesn't ever touch your website your your data your media so as soon as you press that it automatically gets uploaded to libsyn it just is there then you can schedule your post inside of wordpress the way that you would normally you could do your show notes the way that you would normally just for within wordpress mm-hmm. and then as soon as it's ready to publish it will just automatically do it so wow, it's just amazing. out. I know. And oh, and then let's say you made a mistake. Oh my goodness! You know, you your title's messed up. You a link is wrong inside of the show notes or something like that. You can just go inside of WordPress and do all the editing there for any boo boos that you've made there, uh, and it will update it in your site. In- what a shortcut! That's amazing. I know, right? So good. So now um, that's going to help. Basically, at this moment, uh, since it is beta, it 
Crystal has said, or the team has really said that this, at this moment, don't use it in your real site. So don't use it when it matters, really. It, we're really just in testing stages still, trying to make sure that there are no bugs when it's really released out there. Uh, and also, it, especially, this is especially for people who are using like on publish already from Libsyn, where you are cross-posting to your WordPress site. People who are already doing that, really great candidates. People who are just starting out and looking for some a simple thing to do that with a yes. WordPress, really great candidates Definitely. to do it as well. Yes. So this is really, it, it's really, it looks very, very cool. I cannot wait for the kinks to be ironed out in there. And I love the scheduling aspect of it. I just thought like, whoa, that's so cool. And being able to edit just in WordPress without having to think you have to go into the other one as well. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's the dream. It made me it's happy. It's the dream. Once it's clear, maybe we can even use it. And then that'll take a lot away from me. Yeah. Unless, but the only thing is though, because sometimes I, I send in the show notes before I'm done with the editing. So I don't know. Really? Right? Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Ha 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 ha. We'll see. We'll see how I can make that happen. Da, da, da. Yeah, All right. Sorry. So we're here's our next little article that we're going to be discussing today. And then you sent this to me again. And this is from marketingmagazine.co.uk. And the title is Creators uh, Serial teach, uh, of Serial Teach Us Female Empowerment. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Well, you know, what was really cool about that article is just that it was just talking that in Cannes. I think this is where it takes it place, like the article that that this is yes. all about. Yes. Uh, and they were really drawing attention to all of this fantastic media and marketing, really, that's happening in this space, like the Like a Girl uh, campaign from Always, which is brilliant, uh, that has been coming out uh, that's really focused on female-centric issues, and, and um, it has a lot of clout behind even Hollywood. And they started to really dive deep into that kind of a theme inside of Cannes. And not necessarily here in serial when they were starting to deal with the serial stuff they said it's not that it's not that serial in itself is female empowerment but the three women who really put the show together are well, duh women <laughs> so it's sort of like a de facto empowerment empowering that that's happening and something that julie snyder um mentioned about Serial, she noted that male reporters are much less likely to show any uncertainty, and she praised Koenig's bravery for making her misgivings part of the story. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, as Sarah was was doing the reporting, because they did do a lot of research they, for about a year, they got a lot of tape, they did a lot of stuff, but then there came a point when they were just like you and I are, where we're like, it's basically next week we have to put out a show, and they were in the moment doing the reporting, and so she was very open about saying, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. This is really confusing. And generally speaking, you know, male reporters, I don't, um, they're not as ambiguous is what, what she mentioned. And I thought, well, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, um, I, I like the difference between male and female um, podcasting for sure. I feel like they approach it differently. Of course, I think that or I wouldn't have started this, you know, group and the show and the course with you, you know. So um, I like that she 
came out and talked about that, I guess, the differences between one and the other. And I also think, um, uh, you know, the stat at the end of the article, it says like a podcast is a hit if it's gotten to 300,000 downloads and it's been downloaded 90 million times. Oh my God. And also 90% of people who listen to it, a podcast for the first time said serial changed the way they thought about podcasts to completely. Wow. So they really did. I mean, maybe they did do more for podcasting than we gave it credit for. But um, I love that it's because she was authentic and um, vulnerable and raw that made it more successful. That's nice. Yeah, that's an extra layer of it. Because there, there is, it's a little, it's a push and pull sometimes with cereal. Because I really did get into it as well. But I got into it because my, I was, I have a propensity for detective and murder mysteries. I do too. You know, so. I I couldn't listen though. I, I really. I did. I look, but I wasn't obsessive. Maybe because, because I, I don't think, I don't know, because I don't really have the time in my head even to think, is cereal being released today? Like, I don't have that thought in my head. I, I, I don't really know when some of my shows come out. I have, I have times in which I do listen to certain podcasts and I'm not usually ever caught up with them to, to be jonesing for the next episode. So I was just happy every time I opened up, up my a podcast app and then I go, oh, there's a new episode of Serial. So I wasn't like looking for it. It was just there and I would listen. So that was really great. But um, but I would, but again, I, I, I had that propensity. Propensity. Yes. My God. For it anyway. So I really, really enjoyed that for myself. I'm wondering, I guess my biggest question for them is like, what will happen next, next season? What is the story that they're diving into? Will, was it such a hit because they were dealing with a murder mystery? And I know that they're not doing murder again because they've said they weren't. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if people are going to be like, what if it's about, I don't know. I wonder if they're going to do, I don't, I have no clue. You know, I have no idea how it's going to play out. If it's a completely different subject, like com- totally different. Yeah, it's interesting. If people would still listen. So um, I, uh, I I, could not, I mean, I wanted to get into it so badly. And I also have a propensity for that type of um, story, but I just could not, like, I just found myself bored and distracted by it. Wow. Like distracted away from it, I guess. I yeah, know. Yeah. I, why am I at the opposite of everybody else? I don't know. But like, I always find that anyway. Like people love something and I'm just like, eh, <laughs> whatever. You know, like for example, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like that could not be more boring to me, honestly. I don't understand what well, people get out of that. Like well, it's I, terrible. I, I mean, I've never gotten into it, so I don't really know. <laughs> all right. Well, I wouldn't say that like cereal is that bad, but like I... It's something else that people seem to love that I'm just like, I don't get it. I, I, I tried. And I mean, I get the concept. And I think the concept is cool. The story itself, I just couldn't get into. I don't know why. Well, that's fine. That's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it's funny because I'm but sure that there's a lot of people that feel that way as well. But I do feel that in terms of the the... I'm happy that it was a woman. I'm happy that it was a woman. Like the, the entire... All that was a women tri- trifecta. It was fantastic that it was all of these different female voices, and and I, maybe that's why it also called my attention. My, maybe that's why I also fell into it in such a way that I was so interested about what was going on. Mm-hmm. So that was really really fun and exciting to see. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
So, so okay. Next, right? Next, next. Yes. Yeah. So we, we also had, there was a, actually a post and, and she podcast, and I'm sorry, I don't really have the post right here, but it was a, one, one of our, our ladies uh, posted it up and she put a link to airmedia.org oh. and it's yeah. a rate guide for podcasts. And when I say rate guide for podcasts, this is sort, sort of, of, sort of, yeah, this yeah. is coming from let's say that you are really looking to do a show like Serial, like you are really striving to uh, be in the storytelling format. If you're, you're really looking to do a, a, a very highly produced audio show, sort of like um, the podcast producers with um, Jessica Rhodes, uh, who really, they spent a lot of different time, like, you know, and Corey, both of them did a lot of editing on that. There's a lot of extra stuff, music and all kinds of stuff that that's the kind of show that they're sort of looking for here, but they have a rate card if you want to pitch the show and then they decide, you know, to start to negotiate with you. And I was very surprised by the monies and, and it's really great because it gives you a sense of what people are getting paid. Yeah. Uh, for that kind of stuff. Go ahead. You know, anytime somebody starts to be a freelancer, um, a lot of times they don't have any idea what to charge. So this is at least helpful to start a standard because I thought it was, yeah, like decent money, pretty decent money. Absolutely. And it, and it yeah. really breaks it down into, again, uh, your level of experience. So they have, uh, they have the type of commission, which is like level one, level two, level three. And then they also have uh, levels of experience, novice, intermediate, and advanced. They have a day rate, which is really great too, even though the day rate is really huge. It's like either yeah. 300 to 1500. So you know, yeah. Yeah. I think that also has to do with the level of experience that you have there as well. And it also gives you, which is really neat, I believe, where it says purchase of already gathered actuality, actualities. I would assume that actualities. that's actualities. That's actuality. just like, yeah, that's like already like pieces that you've already used in the show, I guess music or just whatever. Totally. And that's like $30, $30 each so that they pay you for those. And then like if, if there is a production of your pilot, so let's say you pitch a show just like you would in Hollywood, that kind of stuff. If you've got mm-hmm. like a through line or whatever, something along those lines and you, it's a pilot production of original ideas and it's from 8000 to $15,000, which is a yeah. pretty decent chunk. And I'm assuming yeah. that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, um, and then there's a pilot production of rendering ideas from commissioning organizations. So if there's an organization that has asked, uh, for a specific concept and then you are willing to do it, then it's from five to $8,000. So pretty neato. Yeah, it's great. I know. I kind of like that. Um, I, I know. I'm thrilled. It just makes my it makes my head swim with ideas. Yeah. And then it? of course, and then of course, uh, stamp on the mall as not being good enough. <laughs> yeah, and and also- do this. No, oh, that would suck. Yeah, do this. <laughs> no, that would suck. Because I because it's so new. Like I don't know what would work and what wouldn't work. Yeah, like, what would work. And I have so many ideas for. You know, I always have in the back of my head ideas for podcasts and sitcoms and books and movies, but I never do anything with them because I have no experience in any. I mean, except for podcasting, I really don't have experience in this area, and therefore I have no idea what would work. Like is my life really worth like, you know, putting on a sitcom? I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how much of a pitch, like when you go and pitch your show, if you pitch the season or if you would do just the pilot and you kind of 
say it would be like this is the arc or if you would present a storyline based on that like i'm not i you're right i'm totally not sure maybe we've got some listeners out there from the i know we have a lot of um Mary enter- Shran. entertainment entertainment drive through i know deals with a lot of the entertainment industry stuff out there too so if you guys have any insight for us but that would be really cool to be able to um to kind of do this kind of stuff. And, and, and now let me just talk to you guys here about the producer experience level and how they talk about it. So just in case you, so that you understand where you lie in these two. So the novice level has limited reporting experience, but enough heart to work hard and learn. And it requires considerable mentoring and guidance from the editor slash news director. Uh, intermediate has reporting experience, may may have filed stories for national outlets and or has won regional or local awards, is an experienced advanced print reporter, cultivating audio skill and requires guidance, typically needs some guidance from editor slash news director. Advanced, extensive reporting experience may have cultivated a specific beat, experience producing at uh, levels of high visibility slash impact via national publishing and broadcast platforms, may have won national awards and or is widely recognized by peers for his or her work, requires limited guidance from an editor. So at least they, you know... (laughs) So it still seems like we don't qualify. Right. Well, no, I think we could because I, we absolutely, as a novice, hello. But it depends on how you define beat. Like, they're talking about, like, a column on, like, Huffington Post, I think. Or, you know what I mean? They're talking about, like, being an actual news reporter. Like, this seems to be very news-centric. But I would think that an experienced blogger would fall into that category. Yes, right? I, I yeah, I would think so too. And and by cultivating a specific beat, yes, I, absolutely. Somebody who's been reporting, and I also think that this would also align with things like um, uh, if you are in even in the podcasting space, right? And you've been reporting a specific in in the entertainment uh, industry slash podcasting. Let's say you're really well versed on science shows or science fiction shows or the new pilots that are coming out or sitcoms or something like that. I think that that could qualify if you are reporting on that as well. You could position yourself that way depending upon your following and and you know how many listeners you've had in the past for those those podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I think anyway. Yeah. So. So, yeah, just check that out if you guys are interested in it. It's really interesting. Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes where you can see it. And they also have uh, a sheet for like um, a skeleton of a contract as well so that you see the wording. And let's say somebody, let's say you're not wanting to work for public media like this or you don't want to pitch public media, but there's another entity out there that has come out to you and and asked for you to produce something for them. You can at least see the levels of experience here, what that means, and also the type of commission. Let me just touch base on this as well, because this possibly can can also be very, very uh, educational for all of you guys. So the type of commission that they have here is also defined by three different levels, and that is the complexity of the commissioned work or whatever that might be. And a level one 
uh, in a level one, the way that they define it, it says that it involves research and enterprise reporting, requires substantial subject matter expertise, has a, a sophisticated narrative written, written in scenes, requires travel by the reporter, are sound rich with a variety of sounds demonstrative or supportive of the story, and may be funded through grants or other third-party sources. That is a level one. So that's the one that actually makes you the most money. Level two uh, involves multiple interviews in a variety of perspectives, involves more than one on-site interview, subject carrying on activities relevant to story, use sound well and in support of the storyline, reflects good prior knowledge of subject matter, and includes new information and multiple perspectives. And then the most sort of like the least lucrative, I would assume, or the easiest one to purport, to do is a level three, which involves interviewees found through other reports slash news conferences, contains interviews conducted mostly in one place or on the phone, and involves minimal sound effects, basically, SFX, I would, that's what I would assume that is. And for you guys to know that, a level three type of commission for the novice is 375 Intermediate, 430, and advanced, 540. So that, I I would say like a level three is kind of what we're doing. And a lot of the podcasters are doing because it really involves interviewing people that we find, obviously, through reports and news conferences or things like that. And most of them are conducted in one place. So there is no sound seeing qualities. There is no extra, you know, bonus features here and there or on the phone, a.k.a. Skype. So... That's what I would think that that would be for that kind of a production that they commission you out for. So that's really yeah. interesting for you guys to note in terms of that. Yeah, good stuff for sure. Yeah, good stuff for everybody to know. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty exciting. It gives a lot of possibility, which is cool. Yeah. And so, uh, but and with the possibilities, I kind of want you to tell a little story, Jessica Kufferman. Oh. About... How okay? So you <laughs> you wanted to get your grandma's. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so it's you go, you go. Yeah, it's um, I, I was starting to do a derivative of Lady Business Radio, which I still haven't really decided whether or not I'm going to do it. Like just random stuff that either I've been going through or is pissing me off or whatever. And I wanted to talk about my grandmother because um, she just has this way of being nice and mean, like all at the same time. And I wanted, I guess I wanted, um, whatever justification to be angry at her. So anyway, so she sent me this voicemail. We don't talk that much. She sent me a voicemail and the first 20 seconds, you're like really nice. And it's like, you look great. I'm so happy to see you, but I wish you would smile more and your hair's too short. And how about you lose a couple of pounds? Like, it's just like, it's like good for 30 seconds. And then it all goes to shite after that. And, um, I wanted to put the voicemail in the podcast. So what I had to do, I mean, and, and I was so excited because like, um, I was using boss jock and it made it really easy. So I used, um, I played the voicemail and then I taped it with, this is kind of weird, but like as I played it on my phone, I, I taped it into um, GarageBand and then I uploaded the audio into Dropbox. And then I re- when I was recording the podcast later, I was using the Boss Jock app and I could just grab the voicemail right from Dropbox, play it, and then keep on talking. It was great. It was perfect. That's fantastic. I know. It was so good. And then, you know, another thing is that, so when you're on the go, 
if you have stuff that you know you want to place in and out, like if when Elsie and I are in podcast movement, if we don't bring our computers, we can still like use your speak pipes and place them in or like have the intro and the outro like right in Dropbox. And then just you can totally mix and upload wherever you need to upload, wherever you are. It's really cool. That's pretty cool. And yeah. as, as you guys know, Bostock is our uh, sponsor for, or not as as you guys know, like all of you guys know, maybe not all of you guys know, but Bostock is sponsoring the uh, our one day workshop for yes, podcast there are, movement. There are big papa sponsors. There are We're big excited to have a big papa sponsor. So <laughs> we wanted to let you guys know just a little bit more about who they are and why they are sponsoring us, and we just found that also with boss talk is really great because what it did or what it did for Jessica was to find a way to be able to do something that she would have needed a mixer to do. Right. But she was able to do it on her phone, which or, is you know, I'd have to thing. drag it into garage band and then tape next to it or pull the MP3. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to, I would have to do it on my laptop. But if I don't have my laptop, you still want to be able to go, do what you got to do and have it sound good. Yeah. And that's also why they're good is because it sounds really professional. And it's really neat because it also has, I mean, you can do it on your iPhone, but you also can do it on the iPad and the iPad's just a little bit bigger so that you can see the carts. And that's what it is that what Jessica was using, that, those little carts. And whenever you use those carts, what's really cool is that you can just pull in audio pieces that can be already layered into the production that you have. My, like I do the majority of the addition of the music for the show in post. Everything that you guys hear that is happening in She Podcasts, it's done in post. And uh, meaning that after, you know, whenever we say, hey, we're going to hear our new, our, our, this coming up voicemail that we have, Jessica and I don't really listen to it at that moment. We just kind of are quiet and we leave a little space. And then in post-production, I will pull in that audio piece so that we can both do it and we can, then it sounds as if we, we heard it because you guys heard it. So I do mm-hmm. everything in post. When you're doing in boss jock, you can do, you can actually do it live. Sadly, yeah. you can't yeah. record a, a conversation, meaning a, a phone call. You cannot do a phone call with Boss Jock, but if you are a solo show and you want to add bits and pieces like this, you can absolutely do it uh, on the go like that. And it's really neat because you can comment just like that. There's been so many times, Jess, it's what Dave, ja- Dave Jackson does that a lot in his show, where he'll comment on somebody's voicemail that's happening <laughs> oh. as it's happening. And I love that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So convenient. Anyway, yeah, it's good. So thank you, Boss Jack, for being our big papa. Yes, thank you for being our big papa. <laughs> uh, we, no, I love them. I, I know, love it's that just so cute. So thank you for being a big papa. I love that. Big papa boss jock. Big papa. So, um, <laughs> so now it's time to give Elsie the business. Oh my God. Yes. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> so Elsie, why don't you tell the ladies and guy about your... <laughs> <laughs> about the opportunity that you were given. Okay. So and then what happened? Yes. So I was uh, given an opportunity to be part of a panel uh, at Podcast Movement. And it was called, I think, The Future of Podcasting. And right. um, actually, Dan Franks reached out to me specifically, and he told me that um, Rob Greenlee uh, had re- asked if I would be interested in being part of this session. And I was like, okay. And I looked at who was in the session and 
<laughs> it, uh, it was actually Andy Bowers from Slate, Chris Bannon from Midroll, and possibly CC Chapman, which I'm not sure if, he, if he's doing it. But so then I was like, what? <laughs> these guys right. are like big guns, man. And they're pulling me in with these guys in the same panel about the future of podcasting. What? And uh, of course, right? So I said, yeah. I will be a part of that panel. How amazing is that? So I freaked out and I was very it's happy. Amazing, Super it amazing. Is. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, so yes, I said yes, of course. And then a podcast movement just recently put up their uh, events page thing. You know, like the actual, well, not the events page, but the actual schedule of when everything is happening, when everything is scheduled. And this, I believe, happened last week, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And then when I started to look, I was like, when is the panel, you know, scheduled? And I found out that the panel for this is the last possible panel of the day on Sunday. And it begins at, I believe, three o'clock or even three forty five. It's like from three forty five to five thirty or something along those lines. And my plane leaves from, you know, Dallas at three thirty. So there was really no way that I could really do the session. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> now I want to know, Yes. why can't you take a different flight? Well, because, uh, but the way that my, the way that my family has been set up here, it's Here like, where? Here where? Here or, or the fact, or the way that we've been raising our girls I'm kind of part, one of the biggest part of the equation. This has been, it's, it's the way that we set it up. It's like, I'm, well, of course you're the right, mama. I'm the mama. And so this would be, this is the first time that I'm going to be leaving for three nights already. Mm-hmm. Cause I have to be there Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. That's three nights. And if I take a later flight, that means that there's a fourth night involved. There's no like one shot deals over to, uh, Pittsburgh, because that's where the girls are. Cause it's also, they've also driven over to grandma's house. Cause they're going to be with grandma and daddy. And, um, so there is no really straight flight there, which means that I, cause I checked and some of the flights, you know, one of my, uh, coworkers is flying out at 7 PM that same day mm-hmm. and which would work, but she's landing in Pittsburgh, like at 10 o'clock in the morning or something obnoxious like that of the next day. Mm-hmm. So that means that I'd be flying through the night and still miss a night and not be there. Cause I won't be there. It's not like I'm here. So I just kept the flight and I, and I just, it was just, I felt it was too much. It was too much. I was angry because they waited so long to, to set the schedule. I was, um, <laughs> disappointed at the fact that, uh, y- y- there weren't any other flights for me to get out at when I wanted to get out. And at this, and, and I'm, I'm flying out of Dallas love. Is it, it's called love. It's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. whatever. Love, yeah. So then that's like a much longer ride as well. It's not that I can just like really quickly go on over there. So I don't know. So I had to make a quick decision and I just decided to avoid the hassle. And I know that maybe a lot of you guys are going, Oh my God, why did you pass up that opportunity? But you know what? No, I don't think so. I think you I already just, said why. Well, yeah, no, I understand, but it's just, yeah. No, I mean, you took one look at that panel and went, I have no business being on that panel. And so, and so when the flight got slightly complicated, you went, 
Ah, uh, I can stay safe. No, I did not do that. I can't believe you said that. Elsie. I can't believe you said that. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. Because when are you going to get an opportunity? I mean, this isn't like be on a panel with, I mean, your last panel at Podcast Movement with, with Natalie Sisson and Kate Erickson. This is Slate and Midroll. I know. You find a different flight. <laughs> there's a different flight. And there's one more night. And they're going to be fine fine without you for one more night that's what i think i mean if it's three it might as well be four because it's slate and mid-roll and elsie escobar do you see that though like it's like saying i can't be in that pilot with al pacino because i can't be away from the girls for one more night that's just like it's gonna change i mean it could change their lives then how how will it change? Well, okay, so I understand that, but I have given things up like that before. Why? Because there were certain <laughs> things like going out for okay. So yes, yeah, so I passed on um what is that movie? Oh Jesus, I can't remember. Hmm, it was with Denzel Washington. Oh um Hold on, I gotta revive myself. I know, it was with Denzel Washington. Um Eva Mendes got cast in the role. I had a few callbacks to okay. go see the director on that movie. And I passed because there was there was nudity in it that I was not comfortable doing. And I okay. knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it. That's I'm not going to be having a sex scene with Denzel Washington. I didn't That's want good. to. That's so what, what I'm saying is, though, that could have changed my life. Yes, but it's Would possible. it not have? It probably would Training have. day. That's what it was. Holy shit. Yeah. Pardon my French. Uh, so, so, you know, it was like one of those things where I was like, this is not for me. This is not what I want after the third, you know, callback. And I just, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I couldn't do it. Even though I met, I was there with, with the director. I, w- I was there. I, I you know. Elsie, do you think it's possible that maybe you didn't really want the life that was being presented to you then? Yeah, but see, so what, how, how is that so, difference from this moment here? Like at this, see, maybe, you do make a big choice. You make a bigger choice that is above, that is above, above that. To me, I guess the reason that I made that, that decision so quickly was based on the fact that I really choose to come back to my family above making decisions like this because I feel that being able to make a decision like this, for me, I don't... I don't want to be the one that's going. I choose my family over it. I choose it. But that's right not now. exactly what you did, though. Why do you say that? That's not exactly what I did. Okay, I'm going to give you a reason why. Okay. Okay. Um, there's this woman in B school. Her name is Tangela Eckhoff. Okay. Okay. She was chosen to speak at the last B school live. Okay, and she's a comedian and she's a speaker and it's another life changing moment. Okay. Now that was the same weekend of a horrible hurricane that wiped out most of the financial district. Also, her youngest child has juvenile diabetes and he was having some kind of medical incident like the day before. So she, even though she was supposed to speak on Sunday, she, the hurricane was coming and she was worried that if she got stuck in the hurricane, I mean, people who stayed in New York City were stuck in New York City for like weeks. And she couldn't risk it because her child had, you know, a medical issue that she was mostly in charge of. So she chose not to speak and she went home to Oklahoma. 
That's not what you're doing, though, because your children are not in danger and they're not suffering. And the difference is whether or not, like, are you not furthering your career because your kids come first because they need you or because it's just like, well, I don't want to be away from my kids for another night. But they're not hurting for you, though. They're not. I mean, I know that you're an integral part of your family. I know that things don't necessarily work without you. But when I've talked to you, your your career goal has been X. And here's an opportunity that has been presented to you to grab that career goal. You know, that's one step closer. And you and your first reaction was, holy shit, I don't belong there. And then when it came time to be like, Okay, Elsie, you either have to grab this brass ring or you have to find out you're just like, well, my family need, but they don't really need you though, I think. Yeah. And yeah, they do, but they don't. She didn't break her, you know, look, I mean, if she broke her leg, if one of them was sick, if grandma couldn't really take care of them, if daddy was like completely incompetent, maybe, maybe three nights is a lot. And I mean, yes, of course they're going to miss you, but every time something for your career comes up where it's going to have to be, three nights instead of two or four nights instead of three, if you choose them every single time, you plateau because you can never put yourself first. So then I sort of feel like if you're never going to put yourself first and you're never going to reach this goal because you didn't feel qualified and the flight was complicated, why bother doing it at all? Why podcast at all? Why take the steps to be an expert? Why put yourself in a situation where you're trying to grow, trying to grow, trying to grow, when somebody recognized you for that, put you on a panel with them for your expertise, and you went, well, the flight's complicated. Is it, or is it your innards? Are your innards complicated? And this was just safer and easier, and you felt good about it. I mean, because I know you feel guilty about leaving your family, because I do too. I mean, we all, I feel guilty more about leaving. I mean, I feel terrible. He's eight months old. I don't like to be away from him. I mean, at all. But I also feel like if I don't go, I'm never going to accomplish what I want to accomplish. And then he's just going to live with somebody who's grouchy and bitter. I don't want that either. I don't want to be bitter because they kept me from doing what I wanted to do. They're going to live. He'll live. Isaac might cry more. Maybe he'll, you know, Scott will forget a bottle. Oh, Welski. Like, what's gonna, what's gonna happen if you're not there? Is somebody gonna be cold or hungry? No. Are they gonna whine a little more for daddy? Maybe. That's not the end of the world. Nothing bad is happening to them. But something bad's happening to you! Well, very, right. very bad! Well, we'll see. Here's the thing too though. What if people did make decisions that were not based on what if it was just more about something that's bigger than themselves? What if it was something that I can call out, this does not work for me. This does, this honestly does not work for me. And the to, nudity thing, no, I'm right there with you. Okay, that's so, a moral, that's a moral and mission disconnect. But this is not, this is not you putting uh, work over your family. This is you grabbing an opportunity or letting it slip by because it got a little complicated and you felt like maybe next time. What if there isn't one because you didn't take this one? I don't believe that. But what happens if you take the next one and it happens on the next day and you have to stay till Monday? Then you say no again. Or what if it, you know what I'm saying? Or like, what if that's the exact same time you're supposed to Skype them and you say no? You know what I mean? Like, there's always a reason. Family can always come first. You can always use your family as a reason not to do stuff because children always need something. 
They always need something. Well, they do always need something. Well, see, then that is, to me, that starts to to bring out the, and and, and this is a whole, a, a larger conversation of what does it really take, at least, you know, for us to start shifting, uh, I don't know, uh, environments in the home and being able to to really be there for your kids. I don't know. It, it just becomes more because of, of, of the way that we have created this vision and um, and and um, manifesto, I guess, if you will, um, for our family and what we believe in and what we align in and how we choose them above everything else at this moment in our lives. And yeah, and and you know what? That is like a huge thing. It's like I was just looking at, um, and I know I don't want to, it's kind of like changing the subject, but not really, um, with the Ben Affleck, with the, with the Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner thing. You know, it's like what I was just thinking and like one of the things that the reasons that it seems that they're breaking up is because she wanted to do a little bit more of the career and he was thinking that she needed to be more like, at home. And there comes a point when you have to make a decision, right? You have to make a decision of what matters and what doesn't for your family. And, and, um, it, it's not as simple as, as you think. And I don't know. I think that it, that, that these kinds of things also don't arise for men, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this, about, about this, because That's I don't exactly think exactly right. Because I don't they think don't. what they, would a man do? Not, they, and that he, doesn't, it didn't that doesn't mean sorry. you should do what a man would do. Right. No, I'm, I, I totally get, I totally understand your point of view. The thing is though, that also, and I just wanted to talk from, at it from the perspective of being a mom and being a working mom and being sort of like in this position that I have willingly been chosen to take for myself. And then, you know, guys don't really think about that. It's like, it wouldn't have even mattered. It wouldn't have would even mattered. How feel, though, if, and I'm trying to think of who your direct competition would be, and I can't think of anyone because you just don't compete, but, like, I'm trying to think of someone, like, another woman with less experience, less time podcasting, more kids. What if she took that spot? How bitter are you going to be? Because I'm not, why? Because, but I wouldn't be Because bitter. Hunter and May want their grilled cheese made by mommy? <laughs> Come on, Elsie. It's not an emergency. I know it's not an emergency. It's not. I mean, and, and here's the other thing I want to just put out there. And I don't know if you're going to want to edit this out. And I'm certainly not saying this is going to happen to you, but it's an, it's certainly a very personal perspective. I, you know, I, I've been having, I have a daughter that has terrible anxiety. She was born with terrible, terrible anxiety. And I have always been the one to be like, look, things are going to be fine. It's not a big deal. You can handle this. You can do this. Don't worry about it. I'll be here. I'll fix it if it goes awry. I'll take control, whatever. And that has not helped her. She is not able to cope with things on her own. She's never had to cope with things. And I'm certainly not saying your kids are doing this. But what I'm saying is I think that on some level there's an epidemic of children are being put first over their parents and as a result, like, are very entitled. And I know there's a, I mean, like, just because my daughter, you know, my daughter, and again, not saying this is happening to you or anyone out there, this is an extreme case and my daughter's probably mentally ill, but she um, became an addict and then she went to Florida to get better and then her addictions got worse. And what I'm saying is there's a whole state full of kids who were, put first 
and entitled and have zero coping skills. And they just go rehab and then they relapse and they go to rehab and things get hard and they relapse and then their parents stop giving them money and they cry and they relapse because no one said to them, hey, tough shit, life's hard. Figure it out. Figure it out. But 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 just our entire, I think, everything that tells us how to parent, put your kids first, don't tell them no, nourish their that. And I mean, and I'm not even talking about like, good parenting versus bad parenting. I'm just saying like when, when it's not equal and they're the most important all the time, they don't get the fact that life isn't going to happen that way when they leave us. They're, they're never going to be able to cope with leaving us. They'll, and, and in Emily's case, like she's avoided it. She's done everything she could to gra- not graduate from high school and stay somewhere where she doesn't have to ever really deal with life. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to your kids again or anyone else's kids who's listening who have done this. But I worry, I just worry that when we, when we are always putting other people first and then we're also when we're too afraid to grab what we want, we end up kind of stuck. They'll be stuck and you'll be stuck. Like they'll never cope with not having mommy around if every time they say, but I need mommy to do it. Mommy says, well, I guess I'll give up my career for that because they need me. Do they though? Like in Angela's case, I felt like they did need me, like her. You know, they he could have needed her and she wouldn't have been there. And that's a medical thing. But do Hunter and May really need you not to do this panel? Like, I know it got a little complicated, but maybe that's the standard to which women should be asking is like, like, can you honestly say you're putting your family first because they need you and the career can wait and it's not as important? Or are you doing it because being and getting what you want might be a little scary? You know, like, I think this time for me watching you and hearing you across the line. Sometimes I know they need you. Like the way you set your day up, Elsie, and the way you have your daycare and the way you school them and the way you give them food, all of that is justified based on their needs and the way you want to parent them. And I fully admire and support the way you are a mom and a parent and even in your relationship with your, you know, with your, with Randy or what, I don't know if he's your, whatever he is. Whatever the hell Randy is. I totally admire that. I think that's super cool. I think the way you live is cool. I'm jealous of it even. But I, I'm afraid in this case almost that like this time you just took it because it was safer. Like you do what they need all the time. Like you've got your Thursday day out with this one so this one can do soccer. And you have your hours set up so that they can sleep and wake at their own, you know, you know, circadian rhythms. It's so cool. But does that necessarily mean you can't be on a panel with Slate and Midroll? <laughs> I don't think so. That's what I think. I don't uh, know well, see, here's the thing. That there's a lot. Obviously, yes, I hear everything that you're saying. I agree with really? a lot of it. I totally agree with a lot of it. Okay. And I think... Uh, I, and that's, for me, take it. That's not good for them to get used to that. Right. And I, I get a lot of what you said. Thank you. I totally hear that. Um and, you know, it's given me a lot to think about. I think for, for this specific time, there was a lot involved for me to do this as well. And I'm not, I'm not trying to justify my decision. And part of the reason that I made the decision so fast instead of 
instead of kind of wallowing around it and going like, I don't know what to do. Should I do this? It's because it was so clear to me, Jess. It was so clear to me what I needed to do. Maybe I was totally just making it all based on fear. And if that's what no, it might come out with, th- then maybe that. that's what it, but I didn't feel that. I was, no, I, I think in your head, you're so married to the, to the, um, morality of family first that you just if anything even questions you say no without really thinking is this really what i want that's what all i'm saying i'm saying i'm saying a a snag came up and you went my moral is family first no without even thinking like is this best for me should i maybe work around it could i possibly do one more like you just were like family first it's like almost like I don't want to say I, the first thing that came to my mind was like, you're like a, like brainwashed a little bit. Like my family must come first. Well, no. it's the way it must be destroyed. Well, well, it wasn't necessarily, I think it was really because I had set a boundary three nights. I had set a boundary and I had fought okay. for the three nights. You I had fought to fight. For the, I had to fight for the three nights. Who were you fighting with? Randy? Yes. For me to be able to go out because, for the three nights. And what's his, well, just curious. Like when you say, I want three nights, what does he say? That May May, well, because May is still trying, you know, I think next year this won't be a, such a big deal. Next year will be a lot better. She's finely weaned. Slightly and, more, okay. You know, right. I mean, that. at least for the most part, as of the end of June, which has been something that I've been really working <laughs> to happen now for years. But um, it finally, it finally started. So she's now moving into, she's in a very, her temperament she's right now. Her- independent yeah she's getting her independent plus she's you know she's just a a little bit more challenging in terms of the way that she her behavior and whatnot and what happens is every time that mama leaves when mama comes back mama ends up paying for a long time and when i say about that yeah you know like not sleeping or i have to like get them back into the regular sleeping schedules i have to make sure that they're both fed i need i mean properly i i need to calm everybody down everybody's like kind of messed up in terms of their nervous system so it takes me a while for me to ground them and that is a challenge for me. Well, that is not good. And so then, but, but yeah. afterwards, what I'm saying is that that's what, and that's what ends up happening. There's a lot of people that don't sleep. Randy doesn't sleep very well. Hunter doesn't sleep very well. May doesn't sleep very well. So that's like three nights. That would be four nights where this is happening as well. And then I have to go back into that where everybody hasn't had any sleep and I have to calm everybody down. And then it becomes, then I pay. I end up paying with me. Is there a way to anticipate and sort of control that while you're away is there a way for you to write down like you have to feed them at least by this time at least by this time here's what i suggest in order to get everybody to sleep by this time like is there a way for you to write down like this is what needs to happen without me in order for you guys to function so that when i come back it isn't mayhem I have tried that before. I Does think from now on, it might help from maybe this time around, it might help a little more, but it generally doesn't. Um, there is there is a lot of sort of like craziness that happens because yeah, it, it just it just becomes, and even me talking to them on the phone, the last time that I got on FaceTime with them, both of them completely decided to have a breakdown. <laughs> and so then I couldn't even speak with them. Good Lord. What's happening? Hold on. Um, well, sorry. One second. I got to guess yep. what I have to do. Oh, Christ. I have to wipe a butt. 
Yay! Yay! Da 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 to weigh in because I know people are going to have I know there's going to be a lot of people who have something to say I'm about sure this conversation and I know I was a little hard on her and I don't want you guys to think that I don't value family first or that I think her children are going to become drug addicts because <laughs> I don't I don't and I don't think I caused that either I think she like I said she probably had some mental illness and this is making it worse what I'm saying though is that it's not you know that that it's not good to get you have your kids get used to you catering to them but also i want you guys to really rewind and hear elsie describe this opportunity and tell me (laughs) if you don't think she was pissing in her pants over it you know peeing her pants a little i should say peeing don't don't edit that part out don't, and don't tell me she wasn't peeing her pants a little bit over that opportunity and felt maybe unqualified. And so when this came up, her morality decision was easy, but also maybe was safer. Just a suggestion. Okay, so yes, I agree with that. <laughs> but here's the thing too, though. I mean, there was, yeah, you're right. You're probably, yes. So let me, I'm going to have to write these thoughts down because there's a lot that's coming up just because I, I, yeah, it was like, scary well there was a bit of scariness there was a little there was a scariness I, I was it's a, hugely scary well, it was yeah, really scary no i mean what, what i'm saying is i did feel that but at the same time i was like so ready i was so ready and right. and and there was a, a lot of of me that started you know of course because what i do when things like this pose themselves is that i you know I do research. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how mm-hmm. I, I educate myself. I want to know more. I started to really get clear about what my platform was. Like, what do I think about the future of podcasting? Really, my thoughts, not me regurgitating somebody else's feelings about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the issue of bandwidth, which I think people do not address. Mm-hmm. And it's really an important thing for a lot of consumers, but we're not thinking of them right now. And it's the only reason that that comes up to me too, is because it's affecting me greatly, the issue yeah. of bandwidth. And so it's anyway, there's all of these you're things ready. that to come out. I was, yes, I, I was totally ready. ready. And I was completely, of course I was overwhelmed and kind of, and I, and it was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But really it was that because. It was on the outside, but the inside was ready. And and part of it is, oh, I, I was just more angry. I was more angry than anything. So I just made the, well, a really quick decision because I didn't want to sit. I just did not want to sit. And, and you know what? Who were you angry at? Well, I, I was, and I know, it was probably displaced anger, but I was angry at the podcast movement, guys. For, for waiting. making your panel on a Sunday when their <laughs> event is Saturday and Sunday? How dare they? No, I know. Well, and the last one, I totally get it. I get it. I understand how hard it was. Do you know why it's the last one? So people will stay till the end. Well, I, uh, yeah, or not. What? Well, but anyway, that's why. Well, that's why Aisha Tyler's thing is the last thing. That's why their stuff is like the last. It's so people will stay to the end. They don't bang out. That's why they put the good stuff last. They're not dumb. Well, still. But that's what made me. So you got angry. So I got how angry. dare they get in the way of me and no, my no, no, family? No, no, no. How dare they put that? 
the, I just kept thinking when I do an event, <laughs> right. I'm going to put the schedule up at least so seven, six, seven weeks the ahead of time. Who are well, not all the moms, just kids. people's schedules, just people's okay, schedules to schedule is the do. only schedule that, that like, I mean, think about it. I have an eight month old baby. Last time I went to New Media Expo, I came home. Nobody knew when he was supposed to have a bottle. His sleep schedule was all messed up. I work really hard to keep his schedule intact. And like, I left Scott and his sister here and they're all lottie da about it. Oh, I'm eating. I guess he'll eat at eight instead of seven thirty. Oh, I'm, I think he just needs a nap for four hours. Let's just let him keep napping. <laughs> Who cares if he sleeps through the night? Like it was a mess, but whatever. I need to go. I have to go. And, and I feel like you have, I really, felt like you had to do this. I still feel like you have to do this. I mean, I don't know if it's too late, maybe. I don't know. But like, but like, I don't know. I still feel like I, I, it's worth the discourse when you come back to say, I was on a flipping panel with Slate and Midroll. Eat that, suckers. Right. You know, like it's worth it. So what? So you'll, so they won't sleep and you won't sleep and everybody will go to sleep when you get there. Huzzah. That's what I think. I mean, yeah, you're like all like, they don't care about the moms and their schedules, but they're, they're, they do. But most people are, I mean, I'm not flying out till Monday. I was there to see your panel. Well, I, I did. I was there to see your flight. I made my flight so I could see your panel uh, and you made out on your own panel. That's what happened. My baby's going to not be with me for another night because of you. Uh, I, I particularly, I specifically looked. Uh, yeah, that's what you did. How about that? Live with that. No, I'm just, just no, no, I, I want to stay for no, I mean, they're having something Sunday night, whatever it is. And I needed to stay for, it. but like, um, no, I just, yeah, I would love to hear. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be many of you that feel like I'm, I'm being too hard on her and she did the right thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I only, think I only question it because you sounded so nervous. And I just was like, did she really think they couldn't live with her? And I mean, really, it's not even what, what, so they don't sleep one more night. You take the first flight out. Take the first flight out or take a red. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to go from Dallas to, you know, you could take a red eye. You could take the 6 a.m., the well, 7 a.m. I wish I could have done. What I'm saying is I did look at some. I did look at some of those flights and I couldn't get anything that worked for me at that time. And and so it it just, we'll figure it out. And may, mm. maybe I will. Maybe I'll look for more solutions. I maybe think. I'll see if it's a possibility. But it just... If it costs a plane, let me tell you something. If it costs a plane um, fare change, I'll split it with you. No. Even though I know Libsyn pays for your flight. Like if you're going to, if you can't do it because they're going to be mad, I'll split it with you so you can do the panel. Because I think it's important. I'm not, Dude. and hey, if you, and you know what? If you were doing it to go home to your kids, I would split it with you for that too. If they needed you, they really needed you. But I feel like. I feel like the world needs to hear your opinion on the future of podcasting and you're, you're robbing us. <laughs> I feel robbed. You feel robbed. I do. Yeah. And Tell us, ladies, aren't we robbed because we don't get to see Elsie up there with Slate and Midroll, giving them the business the way I just gave it to her? Uh, <laughs> you know it. Oh God. So I know I'm going to get, I just, the thing is, is that I know that there's going to be a lot of feedback and not necessarily for you. Cause I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to side with you or, you know, I mean, if they, if they love you, maybe well, if they... now that's right there. Emotional manipulation. One on one. I know. Right. If they love Elsie, <laughs> side with me. And if they don't give a shit about Elsie, that's, ah, that's so horrible. <laughs> That's so awful. 
Don't listen to Jess. Jewish mother 101. Jewish right mother there. 101. <laughs> Dude. No, seriously, if you guys, no, I really would prefer your honesty. If I'm out of line, if I'm giving her a hard time, if I should, I mean, I definitely should mind my own business. And if we weren't having a show about women and podcasting and issues, I wouldn't have said a thing. No, I know. And that's why we, we actually did it well, on purpose. Business, yeah. I mean, we're business partners right. and, and like, I know all her career goals intimately i know exactly what she wants to get out of she podcasts and lives in and everything she does I, it's all just like what you guys should be doing it's all a stepping stone to a bigger goal and if you're and if you're standing on one step because you don't want to step on the other one because it's scary i mean she pushed me off a step recently <laughs> i just she deserves the same thing We'll see. Well, uh, yeah, well, okay. We can keep on. I'm sure we'll have some more to say. And then you know what? We'll open next week's show with your feedback. So you need to send your feedback to do whatever you want with, just be kind. No, wait a minute. Please be kind. Their show with the celebrity impressions. Okay. Celebrity impression. (laughs) Okay. Then your feedback about Elsie and how she gave up her whole life for her. Oh, come on. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. Only kidding. I'm doing All right. So, but yes, speak by, you have a minute to get your thoughts or actually is it two, two minutes, I think to get all of your thoughts into two minutes and we will play them. We will, we will give you, we will play them. So I just want to add this before we, before we hang hang out. I I know I told you guys my daughter's an addict and she's an active addict. She's in rehab detox at the moment for like the second or third time. Don't send me solutions about her. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. If you want to email me, but like, I don't want to talk about her treatment plan with any anyone unless you live near me and you know you know and you know a solution near me because I, I I just thank you. Please don't send me any answers to this problem. Yeah, I don't have to explain it over and over and over and over again. I've done it since February. It's been happening. So, but um, not now. I look like an egomaniac for assuming. No, it's not. But I, I it's kind you of like, I mean? like no, I, just I get it. I totally get it. It's sort of like when you get pregnant. Or yeah. your baby is yeah. breached. Yeah, yeah. Don't or, tell me you know, hope's right, right. Don't tell me don't how tell to me turn to tell a baby. The doctor. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Just don't. Please. So yes, we under we understand. So you, you can ream on me. <laughs> <laughs> you can ream on me. I mean, I'm not again. Yeah, you can ream on me, but you know, don't don't tell me where to send my kid because I'm working it out. Thank you. Yes, and uh, so so yes, and that's at speakpipe dot com slash she podcasts, or you can download the speakpipe pipe speakpipe app, uh, which is free. Can? Yes, I you can, dude. It's awesome. It's the coolest thing ever. Uh, yes, so you can go ahead and do that, or you can attach a voice feedback. You're welcome to do that. Also on the email, that is fine. Uh, yes, so that is it. I think. And I don't think there's anything else. Okay. Except- yes. Wait. What? We forgot the most important thing. What did we forget? Our event. <gasps> our event. Our event. Oh, my God. Have you signed oh, up God. for our event? I have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, hey, you know what, Jess? I will be there for our event. Thank God. <laughs> I can't do it alone. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> so our event at she po- Podcast Movement. The end of the month, if you guys haven't signed up, it's not just for beginners. It's for everyone with or starting or has a podcast. It's about empowering yourself as a podcaster and a broadcaster. It's about expanding your show, your audience, your listeners, your community, your impact. And it's about evolving the show. 
empower, expand, evolve. Yes. We're going to evolve your show either into a business or a stepping stone or a different career or world domination, whatever it is that you want. We're going to help you figure out how to get it. Right? Yes. And how also, to, and also just as a note, we had a, a question about the event. Like, does that include case studies or is it going to be like one-on-one, like specific stuff? Yes, we will. Yes. We will really dive deep on specific podcasts, um, but also, but most of our hot seats. Yes, ex- that exactly. It'll be most importantly, the women that show up, we really want to really want to cast light on you so that you get an opportunity to voice whatever it is that you need to voice. And we'll use you guys as examples and we will help intimately for everybody to kind of work through some of these things um, in the process of the day. And yes, it will be done at three o'clock. That was another question. It will be done at three o'clock. There will be times when we will break perhaps for some group work. but this is really f- for you to take advantage of the time to do work on the podcast, on your podcast. It's time to do the work that you don't get an opportunity to do uh, on your own at home. Right. So you do it with us. And if you choose that you don't want to do the group work, you're more than welcome to leave and waste your time. <laughs> That's right. Cheappodcast.com forward slash workshop. Please join us. We really want to see you and we would love to hang out. We're also going to give you lunch and some free fun stuff, some branded stuff, some personalized stuff. But we need you to sign up because they're limited tickets. And so they gave us the small room, those nice guys, (laughs) (laughs) those wonderful men. Next year, we have to show them the chicks need the big room. We need the big room. Sign up. up. You tell them. You tell them. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Elsie, for everything. You're welcome. Vent in your direction. (laughs) I hope you didn't take anything too personally or bad or whatever. I don't know. No, you're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters. As long as I make you laugh, I can say what I want is pretty much what she's saying. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, it is Jess, and we cannot even think about finishing this episode without thanking our wonderful, beautiful, glamorous sponsors. The first of which this week is Lisa Smith of Seminar Speakers Podcast. And that's seminarspeakerspodcast.com. I also want to thank Alea Williams, Alea with the 18 to 49 podcast. And she is an amazing, amazing a business and marketing consultant. And so you can check her out at aleawilliams.com. Carol Sanek, thank you so much for your support, Carol. Carol of the Crazy Marketing Ladies Show. Um, her website, Carol with an E, C A R O L E S A N E K dot com. Thank you so much for your support. Christy Hausler of Team Podcast, thank you so much for your support. Team Podcast is a really cool service. Um, they can help you fast track your podcast success. They help you by being your podcast team. You got to check them out, teampodcast.com. Lena Anani, Lena of NoteworthyWisdom.com. Um, thank you so much for your support, Lena. NoteworthyWisdom.com. Jen Eads of 317SoundDesign.com. Jen Eads um, also does the Brassy Broadcast. Jen is also the one who did our, she helped um, mix our 
podcasting school for women promos and she is great 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 at what she does so thank you so much jen for your support karen yankovich karen yankovich.com y-a-n-k-o-v-i-c-h is how you spell yankovich she is with up level media um she is doing a program it's a 30-day linkedin profile challenge and let me tell you guys i don't know about you but i have no idea how in the heck to put my podcasting experience on LinkedIn. So she is the girl for you, Karen Yankovich at Yank- KarenYankovich.com. Vivian Carrasco, thank you for your support. Dr. Viv, VivianCarrasco.com. She's an amazing podcast, Turning Inward with Dr. Vivian Carrasco. Uh, Carrasco. And she's the cutest thing since sliced bread, by the way. VivianCarrasco.com, C-A-R-R-A-S-C-O with the Carrasco Group. Um, go ahead and check out her website. She is an amazing, she's kind of like, I don't know, almost like a shaman. She's like kind of intuitive. I don't know. All I know is she put her hands on my pregnant belly, Dr. Vivian, and he's the most pleasant baby in the whole world. And I think it's due to that. So thank you so much for your support, Dr. Viv. Also want to thank Tina Pettis from Tenacious Edge. Tina and her team at Tenacious Edge, they are amazing at doing social media help. They will schedule. They will come up with amazing tweets. They will do your graphics for you. They've done it for me. They're great to work with. They're fantastical. I adore her. I adore them. Jaree Freeman. Thank you so much for your support, Jaree. I also want to thank, of course, Boss Jock. Thank you so much, Boss Jock, for your support. We really, 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 really appreciate it. We love working with you, and I love the Boss Jock Studio app. And they're also coming out with Boss Jock Jr., which is a way for you to export your podcast into YouTube for video. They make it as easy as humanly possible. Now, ladies, we have no excuses whatsoever. Thank you so much for your support. Boss Jock Studio. If I missed anyone, I'm very, very sorry. Feel free to give me 20 lashes when I see you in Dallas. And that's the news. Back to you, Ms. Elsie.